within our very lives, we carry a lot of struggle, challenges, and difficulties. In moments of trial and tribulation, we begin to ask ourselves, does God exist? Where is God in my life in these trials and tribulations? And it's interesting and funny, as I was preparing this homily yesterday, I didn't come to understand and recognize trial and tribulation until last night around 5 o'clock when I walked into the church to get set up for Mass and the air conditioning in the church was not functioning, calling trial and tribulation. And then on top of that, then having to celebrate Mass at 5.30 in 85-degree heat in the church with the whole congregation thinking to myself, Lord, what are we doing? But we begin to ask ourselves in those moments, where is God? What is he going to do for us? And I think it really sets the stage for the gospel reading we are reading. But to understand this, I want to track us back a little bit to chapter 16 of Matthew. Because we come to understand as Jesus is preparing for his transfiguration, he teaches and tells his disciples that he's about to get crucified. He's about to endure his passion. And so as he prepares to endure his passion, Peter is afraid and saying, no, no, Lord, I've given up everything to follow you. I've left my family. I've left my livelihood behind to follow you because I believe you are the Messiah. I believe you're the one that's going to save Israel. You're going to be the one that glorifies and bring glory to Israel. But yet you're going to have to die? Yet you're going to have to endure this cross? But if you're truly God, can't you just snap your fingers and make this all okay? Can't you snap your fingers and make all of this disappear? Can't you just snap your fingers and we all go to heaven already? But instead, he has to endure his passion and death on the cross before the glory begins. So that leads us into the transfiguration which helps us see and understand the struggle of our life. Because it's in the midst of the suffering, it's in the midst of the challenge and difficulties, do we come to find and see God and find where he's at, but most importantly, begin to transform ourselves. And so as we continue into reading and understanding the transfiguration, we begin to see and understand it within the light of a spiritual journey. We see Peter, James, and John receive an invitation from the Lord to follow him, to be his disciples. The word disciple means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, to imitate and mirror our life after him. So as they follow him, Jesus invites them personally to come up to the mountain with him. This invitation to encounter the divine in scripture, mountains were a place in which you come to encounter God face to face. And so when he invites these three disciples to go up the mountain with him, he invites them to an, a personal, intimate, authentic encounter with him. And as they come up the mountain, you find the struggles, the challenges, the difficulties. But then what is beautiful is Peter begins to transform and change. As he encounters the divine, his life is radically changed forever. His life has more meaning, has more purpose, becomes fuller in life. 
And therefore we hear in our gospel reading, Peter asked Jesus, Lord, can we stay here? If you wish, if you want me to, I will set up three tents here on this mountain. We could remain here forever. That transformation in our life begins to radically change us where we don't want to live, we don't want to leave that reality. We don't want to leave that situation, that circumstance, that environment we're in because it is so wonderful. Because we truly are fulfilled by that. We truly find peace. We truly find joy. We truly find happiness. We truly are fully alive. But the reality becomes we can't stay up in the mountain forever. We have to come down to confront the realities. We have to come out and live out that reality in our daily life. Because our destination at the end of the day is for heaven. We've gotten this glimpse, this taste of heaven already in that encounter. But we're not there yet. We have to prepare ourselves and continue to work ourselves and gain heaven and orient ourselves to heaven. And for that reason, we carry our cross. But in the cross, we have struggles in really making sense of it. Last night, as I was talking to the guys that were here, because I sent an emergency text out last night to a group of guys and a couple people to say, hey, our air conditioning in the church is broken. So I need a group of people to come down here quickly, as quickly as you can to get this room set up. Get everything set for our celebration today. But as I was walking and helping everyone to get everything organized and set up, this, this last quote at the end of our gospel came to mind constantly. Jesus told, told them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. If Peter was going to tell everyone what Jesus did, how he transformed himself and showed Peter his divinity. How many of us would really believe Peter? A man radiating, glowing, his robe white as snow? No one would believe you. People would think you're crazy because if Jesus was radiating, then he would be radioactive. And so you'd be crazy. But as we think about it within our own lives, when these crosses come about, it's crazy. I fixed the air conditioning my first two weeks when I got here. Now it's broken again. It's crazy. But how is this cross worth carrying? Why is this cross here? It doesn't make sense. Lord, I've done all these things for you. Lord, I am your priest. Lord, I am a follower of you. Lord, I am your disciple. But why? Why me? Why now in the midst of all of this? Why this challenge and difficulty? Why this cross? And I can tell you, it still at this moment doesn't make sense to me. But what I can tell you, it is it's been blessings. After Mass, our air conditioning technician gave me a call and showed up an hour later to check our air conditioning. We were not... We're, and if, if you guys know and you guys own a house, you would know. If you call the technician after hours, in the evening, on a weekend, that bill will be great because it will skyrocket. But he showed up with generosity, with love, and said, Father, what can I do for you? 
it doesn't make sense. That cross doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, when we all get to see him in eternity in heaven, it will all begin to make sense. We can truly then understand how the transfiguration has changed my life, has changed our life, so that we can be with him for all eternity, so that we can see him in his full glory. But at this point, in this part of my life, in this part of my journey, it's not going to make sense. But I know to still continue to remain faithful to him, to continue to strive in my spiritual journey towards heaven, and to do my best to live up my life faithfully and to love him as I should. Amen.